Did you ever think you were made it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. All right, here we go. Episode 260, Home Team. We haven't done one for a minute. Tom, you've been out of town. We've had a bunch of different things going on, but we're together here with the BizDoc. Thanks for having me back. Vinny, Oshana, Sauce, Rob, Malik. We got everybody in the house today. It's just a special one that we got. We got a lot of stories to go through. One thing I know for a fact, everybody in the East Coast today uh, uh, who has an iPhone woke up at 4.45 a.m. I know that. I don't know if you guys had an Amber Alert or not. Did that happen yeah, to you as yeah. well? It was a test. It was a test. <laughs> it was a test. It was a test. 4.45. I, I go on Twitter to think if it's like a thing on my phone. It's like, no, everybody, did you just get an Amber Alert at 4.45? You know, can you imagine a test you do? Like, there's a time for tests. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up, look at my phone here, and it says, this is a test, the emergency broad chasing system. I'm like, I'm in favor of that. <laughs> then, <laughs> but then I put my glasses emergency on and said broadcasting. Broad chasing it's pretty good. It's said pretty broadcasting. Good. Bill, don't. So Hillary's oh, the the, the okay, bigger so question the, is, do, you, do any of you guys sleep with your phone ringer on? No, but you know what I'm saying? Still, like, still you go to bed, oh, no, turn no, it no. off. It's do not disturb everything. Okay, it's oh, yeah. I sleep. I sleep with do not disturb. It's Amber Alert still goes through. It goes through. That's correct. Yeah. Oh yeah, my phone. <clears throat> I don't care if there's a nuclear. Well, listen, I'm not I got. Know. I got four uh, alarms in my house yeah. and two additional ones in the middle of the night when they want to lick themselves, these two dogs. So we got <laughs> six alarms that wake us up. But at a seventh one yesterday with Amber Alert, which was exciting. By the way, yesterday we went and we shut down a movie theater. The whole value team and team 65 of us, we watched the air. What a freaking what a, movie. What a movie. Amazing. Yes amazing. or no? I cried. I got I got mm-hmm. like motivated. I got it was it was amazing. Maybe one of the best motivational scenes ever in a movie. I think so. When he's selling yeah. Michael and the family on going with Nike. If folks oh. if you haven't seen this movie, watch it. Air. If you run a business team, if you run a sales team, if you got an organization, if you're a leader of a pack, if you got kids that are competitive, go watch it with them. Mm-hmm. Trust me, there's gonna be a lot of value from this. I've already watched it twice in four days. And in two weeks, we're shutting down a theater in Dallas to watch it with 300 people to watch Air again. It's that that epic of the, a movie. The acting was acting amazing. phenomenal. The lineup, Damon, the soundtrack, the music. Sound- oh. The best actor, though, by far, was the guy that played the Michael shoot. Jordan. The guy that played oh. Michael Jordan. Yeah, bro. he's right. he, had, he had no lines. He had no face. He was a silhouette. The just epitome of like no, entrepreneurial business. The guy that designed the shoe was by far the best. He actor. was hilarious. He Absolutely. was by far you know, the best actor. Yeah, tip of the hat to um, Ben Affleck because if you liked Argo, he took a real story, brought that to life, and he's done mm-hmm. it again here. And so um, I like his outfit. He, he reminded me of Adam the way he, he, he <laughs> was yeah, running outfit. Can you go in pink and, running? And, and, by, and the, by the uh, way, uh, that that is Phil Knight. It's persona, by the way. Yeah, that's Adam. No, no, right the there. running no. outfit with the no, no, shorts, no. and yeah, that's the one. He would there. wear purple leggings, that's my guy. And bright purple shorts, the pink one. It was pink. That's Adam. No, that's, that's Adam. It. That's how Adam comes in every that's morning. <laughs> by the way. Just we, on, he changes in South. Adam, just the way I roll. That's a, right. that's a winner. Hey, that guy's worth fifty billion dollars. I'll take a cue from him. Yeah, take it. Not Ben. The the real Phil is worth fifty billion dollars. You're right. Okay, so story. What do they call him, by the way? What do they call shoe dog? The shoe dog, right? That's the book. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's go through some stories. We got a lot of stories today that we got to cover. One, there's this thing about Dominion. Fox had to pay $787 million 
We have to cover this today. Whoopsie. Uh, next, Whoops. less than half Americans are on track for comfortable retirement. We may cover that. Double uh, public pessimism on the economy hits a new high. Uh, Amazon is slashing another 9,000 more workers amid a layoff mm-hmm. wave that has expanded past tech to include uh, bellwethers like Dow and 3M. Okay, Musk uh, says we need a normal person for president 2024. If you know that person, let us know. We're looking for him as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, Trump posts on Instagram for the first time. I don't know if you guys saw, saw it or not. There's a lot of uh, why would that be the first post. DeSantis tried to buy her. Now she's helping Trump to bury her. Okay, it's an interesting one. Chris Christie calling out everybody, tears into DeSantis and Trump as he eyes 2024. Here are all the Republican candidates. We'll cover that. Uh, people are working in the office, spend 25% more time on their career development. We got a bunch of different things. Musk had something to say about Zuck. Maybe we'll play that clip. Florida is home of four out of the five largest metro areas with the lowest ready. Unemployment. Okay, New York's exodus of pro-business is not slowing down. There's a Biden poll that just came out that's not good. Joe Rogan just said, I would vote for Donald Trump. He opposes Biden's cabinet running the world's most powerful country. And we got AOC not happy with a couple decisions the mayor made. And then Megyn Kelly lost her mind on Dylan Mulvaney. You have to see this video. It's something else. Okay, so Tom, let's go right into economy. And some business stories. Uh, it, let's let's talk about public pessimism on the economy hits a new a new high. This is a CNBC story, page four. If you want to go to it, so uh, 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 so the latest CNBC All American Economic Survey revealed that 69% of Americans have negative views about the economy, both now and in the future, which is the highest percentage in the survey's 17-year history. About two-thirds of Americans say their wages are falling behind inflation, and two-thirds say the nation is headed for a recession in already or an already one, already in one. Joe Biden handling of the economy has received a disapproval from 62% of Americans, a deterioration from uh, 58, 57% to 38% margin in the last survey, which is the second worst uh, reading of his presidency on the economy. His overall rating fell by two percentage points to 39, and his disapproval rating rose by a point to 55% compared to the November survey. Biden lost support from several key groups, including Democrats and independents. Tom, thoughts? Well, there's a couple sides of the economy. The market's doing well. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Oil is going to make a rebound. We'll talk about that later. But right now, we're talking about people. And let's take it down to people. I usually go macro, and then Adam comes in and talks about consumer and people. But I'm going to talk about people. What people are saying, individuals, is all of these layoffs and the long-term effect, you mean 6%, Inflation doesn't sound big until it's been going on for 18 months and it's 6%, 6%, 6%. It starts getting you. The average Americans right now are saying that, wait, this is now really pinching me. Layoffs have now touched somebody I know. Layoffs have touched my nephew, my cousin. You know what? This economy is not helping me. And all the spin that the White House was putting on it was keeping people aligned. But now you even have Democrats and independents saying to Biden, hey, wait a minute, man, this isn't spin. This isn't transitory. And so things are shifting. And so people are being impacted by layoffs. Uh, uh, Food prices especially have not retreated. So gas price at the pump, you know, bounce around a lot. 
Eggs don't do that. They yeah. get there and they kind of stay there. And like the price of food products kinds of you know ends up staying there. So the average American right now, PBD, is hurting. And now they're voicing it. And it's coming out in surveys that the administration and others cannot put the public spin on and say, oh, well, it's just transitory. It's not that bad. The average person is saying, wait a minute. I'm getting squeezed and I'm feeling it. And I'm feeling it worse. I'm feeling it long term. And now... The, the real savings rate, I don't know if I can retire. These are now high-level concerns. It's not just it's tough right now. It's like, do I have enough to retire and what's going on? And I, by the way, my nephew has moved in with me and I can't get him off my couch. Yeah. In fact, I mean, no, sorry, Tom, do you think that that's going to affect like voting when it comes down to the election? Like, Is that going to be one of the key things that they're going to talk about, whoever's going to be going against This them? is not going away. And to quote Bill Clinton, it's the economy. <laughs> the economy stupid. Is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when Bill did that, he was pointing something out amidst all of the Bush senior strategy that they missed, and that went right to the heart of America. And that same thing that Bill said is true right now, and it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Great. I think uh, I always say this: there's things that matter, and there's things you can't control. I mean, it's it, we have the perfect juxtaposition just on this page. If you're looking at it right now, mm-hmm. public pessimism on the economy hits a new high. Got it. We just covered that story. Uh, Larry Summers, former economist, Fed chair at one point, or he was uh, secretary of uh, treasury, uh, Larry Summers, 70, 70% chance of a recession. Then you got BlackRock, Larry Fink, saying no big recession headed for the economy. Which one is it? Do a coin flip. I think we can all feel the writing on the wall that something is happening. We understand mm-hmm. something's happening. But what can you do about it? This Monday was tax day. Right. Well, I think it got extended uh, two For, days. Beyond I think it's Tuesday. So Monday yeah. you had to get in by midnight to post. Exactly. It. But it's tax season right now. So when you do get your refund, two grand, five grand, ten grand, maybe you don't go on vacation this summer. Yeah. Maybe you don't ball out at the mall this summer. I don't know. Maybe you understand, hey, let me save that money. What is that? Job loss? No, it's twenty billion less oh, refunds. Twenty billion so, less 20 refunds. Billion? Gotcha. On your point. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. So uh during COVID, there was free money flying around. You know, cash is trash. Uh, NFTs were more popular than money in the bank. I think at this point, we need to establish just let's get back to basics, save that money, understand that if you do get that tax refund, be very prudent with it. But do you guys, the question though, do you guys think that they're just putting a band aid on this right now? Because I mean, how long have we been talking about like this bubble that's going to burst? Are they just waiting to see for, for the next administration, whoever it's going to be? Well, uh, so they I'll, don't have to, they don't I'll have use, to be on their blank. I'll use Pat's uh, metaphor. We've been on steroids in this economy for well over a decade. Yeah. Okay. Very low interest rates, the stimulus checks. At some point, if you just continue to do steroids, you're going to die. Yeah. Or once you get off the steroids. Liver cancer. Yeah, that too. Sure. We all know uh, Liver King, who was here a yeah. few months ago. <laughs> yeah. it, when you get off the steroids, just like when you get off heroin, there's going to be a really rough patch that you're going to have to deal with. And I think that's essentially what's on the uh, come up for the economy at some point. But, you know, the sun will come out tomorrow. So we, we might have to go through some shitty hard times in order to feel our best. So, you know, Tom, you said something here about uh, what happened with $20 billion less. IRS says Americans are getting $20 billion less in tax refunds than the prior year. The, uh, they issued $69 million refunds at $198.9 billion, which is $23 billion lower than last year. The average refund check is twenty eight seventy eight, about 9% lower 
than last year at 3305. This is because there was no extra tax credits or pandemic-related stimulus payments delivered by the federal government in 2022. The decrease in refund size can be concerning for millions of Americans who, sp- who depend on the influx of money from Uncle Sam to make major purchases, save on uh, for retirement, or pay off debt. About 75% of adults who expect to receive a tax refund this year believe the money is about to their about is important to their overall financial situation, according to a recent bank rate survey. So here's the thing. When you make money, you can't tell the difference between $1,000 here, $5,000 here, $200 here, $500 here, $1,800. But when you're barely paying all your bills and you got your you know, kids and school and car payment and debt and all this stuff combined, this, this $23 billion being less, this directly, directly impacts low- and middle-income families. Tom? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I saw a chart a couple of years ago that showed that once a year, usually in the month of May and June, that uh, credit card balances would drop. And and they were tied directly to tax refunds. Everybody gets your taxes in and they would get two grand back or something, that average that you saw there. And that was actually down 500 bucks year over year, the numbers Pat just shared. And so they would drop that. And then slowly over the course of the year, 100 here, 100 there, it would come back up. Remember, we're talking about Americans, average American making 47 to $52,000. And so they get their refund back and then they slowly start using the credit card up again then the refund mm-hmm. would come back and do it and we we had this illusion that uh adam was just talking about that you had this oh stimulus check remember those stimulus checks were 14 bucks so two of those stimulus checks was like getting an extra tax refund that year mm-hmm. and we saw that it dropped uh we saw it it dropped our credit card um balances a lot and then they bounced back up thanks to um Poor discipline and inflation. Inflation hit hard, and right now the the consumer is is stinging. And we'll talk a little bit later. But it the the, mar- the stock market and oil prices are completely different. But right now, consumers, man, they gotta they gotta conserve, and mm-hmm. they're being conserved at gunpoint. And the gunpoint is the is the inflation rate. Well, you know, I love this chart, this fear, greed index. I'm constantly referencing it. Our friend Malik over there was gracious enough to pull it up. Thanks, Malik. 30 days ago, 30 days ago, we did this. Okay. And it was almost extreme fear category. 32, I think. 32 days ago. 30. It says a month ago, 30. Yeah. Okay. And now we're back in greed territory. And as Warren Buffett always says, be fearful when people are greedy. Be greedy where people are fearful. Again, going back to your stim, to getting your tax refund, uh, be very fearful. <laughs> yeah, didn't Bitcoin just crack thirty thousand? It did. Yep. Bitcoin cracked thirty thousand. The low it hit was what fifteen, sixteen thousand. Right in that wow. range. Yes. Right, fifteen, sixteen thousand. It's at thirty now. So uh, uh, Michael Saylor apparently bought a bunch of bunch more Bitcoin. I think about three weeks ago or five yeah. weeks ago, he went on Bitcoin. So it, you know, the 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 concept, the, the old principles of saving money right now applies. Uh, this is not the season to be reckless with your savings. You know, a, a lot of people are <clears throat> sitting there thinking, well, you know, the stocks are up, market's up, it's doing okay, we're doing great. This is not over yet. No way. This, this season of unpredictability. The other day, a statistic I saw by Charles Schwab that Charles Schwab's depositors are decreasing. If you type in Charles Schwab depositors decre- uh, decreasing, uh, uh, deposits shrink. There you go. This is from what New York Times. Charles Schwab's deposits go shrink, but profits grow faster than ex- expected. Okay, as weird as it sounds, 
This is one of the names that was brought up by three different uh, uh, investment bankers I spoke to that one of the fears of a bank they're worried about is Schwab. Now, don't get me wrong. This is purely speculation that names are being thrown out. This is one of them. We may have another bank or two or three. Buffett came out yesterday, and he Mm -hmm. said something interesting. He said, I'm willing to bet anybody a million dollars, is what he said, that no depositor will lose any money. That's what he said. He says no depositor will lose any money because here you go. Warren Buffett will bet you a million dollars that no one in the U.S. will lose a penny of money to a bank failure this year. Now, depositor, keyword. What does he say? Depositor. He didn't say no bank will lose money. Yeah. He didn't say no investor in the bank will lose money. He said no depositor, right? Recently sent an interview that there's no reason for anyone to worry about the safety, security, or availability of their deposits on the U.S. bank, and he's willing to bet his money on it. In an interview with CNBC, Buffett said, I will gladly put a million dollars of my own money in the bank and have anybody else put a million dollars in. And at the end of the year, if any American depositor had lost money from a bank failure, the other fellow gets the name um, gets to name where the $2 million goes to, to what charity. Buffett himself typically ke- keeps his money in the U.S. Treasury bills. The vast amount of money held by billionaire and his investment from Berkshire Hathaway exceeds the FDI's coverage limit of $250,000, which I believe they have 100. Can you find out how much Berkshire Hathaway has in cash right now? I think the number is between 75 to 125 billion, unless if they just bought something. How much does Berkshire Hathaway has in cash right now? $129 billion is what they had four months ago. Obviously, this is a March 10th story. That's telling you what they had at the end of the year. But they have around $100 billion of cash they're sitting in themselves. So, you know, there is the possibility that something could happen to banks. Does that mean depositors are going to lose their money? No one knows. Here's a part. When you're talking inflation, um, Goldman Sachs has already said the S&P is going to be flat in 2023. No growth, no returns. Goldman Sachs themselves are going hard into alternative assets, non-duplicatable assets, alternative assets with art. Many institutions have already maxed out 30 to 50% into alternative assets. One of the alternative assets is fine art. Last year, prices rose on average 29% per barrens. 29%. 2022 was the biggest auction year ever. Highest total from the three big auction houses, nearly $18 billion. As crazy as the season was, Auction houses did 18 billion record breaking last uh, last year, and last time inflation was this high, contemporary art appreciated on an average of 20 percent per year. Again, the last time inflation was this high, contemporary art appreciated at an <laughs> average of 20 percent. So, having said that, this is a sponsorship to Masterworks, <clears throat> somebody we've been uh, doing work with now for I think about a year. Uh, I like what they stand for. There's a lot of people that would like to have a piece of art that's $5 million, $10 million, or a million dollars, a Banksy, a Warhol, but you don't have the money to go buy something like that or Picasso. You can now buy a share into any of these art through Masterworks. You do have to uh, be a member. They have 660,000 members. And uh, paintings have sold out in minutes. So if you want to be a part of this, click on a link below uh, in the description. Rob, if we can make sure to do that, to go to masterworks.art forward slash PVD podcast. Once again, masterworks.art forward slash PVD podcast. I highly recommend you look into this. Everyone, their pieces are qualified with the SEC and broken into shares. So it's not like they're doing it without the SEC. It's all regulated industry the way they're selling this. So again, masterworks.art forward slash PBD podcast or click on a link below. So so that's that part. Tom, go, going back to what we're talking about here, 
uh, with the economy. Okay, going back to uh, talking about the economy here, Amazon has been talking about all the people they're laying off. Well, we're laying off these people. Don't talk, another 11,000, another this, another that. Here's another 9,000 people they're getting ready to lay off amid a layoff wave that has expanded past tech to include bellwethers now like Dow 3M. Here's a full list of major U.S. companies making cuts in 2023. Uh, uh, Rob, if you can pull up the story as well so people can see this. Amazon has announced it's cutting 9,000 roles on top of the 18,000 job cuts. Announced earlier this year, bringing the total to 27,000. Amazon is a large group of major corporations that have made significant cuts in 2023. Meta and Google and finance behemoth Goldman Sachs. the, uh, The layoffs have primarily affected the tech sector, which is now hemorrhaging employees at a faster rate than any other point during the pandemic. According to the data cited by Wall Street Journal, uh, a site tracking the layoffs since the start of the pandemic, tech companies have slashed more than 150,000 jobs in 2022 alone compared to 80 and 20 and 15,000 and 21. Let me say that one more time. In 2022 was 150,000. In 2021 was 15,000. And at the peak of the pandemic was 80,000. Okay, so here's some of the other companies that are laying off their people. Rob, if you have this, Open Door, 560 jobs. McKinsey, 1,400 jobs. David Bridal, 9,236 jobs. I didn't even know they had that many employees. <laughs> Virgin Orbit, 85% of staffers. EA, 780 employees. Amazon, 9,000. Walmart, about 200 employees. Roku, 200 staffers. Accenture's 19,000. LinkedIn, 2,200. Series XM. Uh, 475, Meta, 10,000, Citigroup, hundreds of jobs, Waymo, 209 jobs, GM, 500 salary jobs, Twitter, 200, ThoughtWorks, 500, Yahoo, 20% of their employees, DocuSign, 10% of their employees, GoDaddy, 8% of workers, Disney, 7,000 jobs, Affirm, 19% of its workforce, Zoom, 15% of its staff. Return to office. eBay, 500 (laughs) jobs, Pinterest, 150 jobs, Dell, 5% of the workforce, Rivian, 6% of jobs, BDG Media, 8%, Intel, 343 jobs, Splunk, 325 jobs, FedEx, more than 10% of top managers, PayPal, 7% of total workforce, 2,000 employees, IBM, 4,000 jobs, HubSpot, 500 jobs. Dow, 2,000 global employees. SAP, up to 3,000 employees. 3M, 2,500. Spotify, 6% of its workforce, 600 employees. Google, 12,000 employees. Vox, 7% of their staff. WeWork, 300 employees. Capital One, 1,100 tech workers. Wayfair, 1,000 employees. Microsoft, 10,000 workers. BlackRock, 3% of their global workforce or 500 employees. Crypto.com, 20% 20% of their staff, Goldman Sachs, 6.5% of their global workforce, 3,200 employees. BNY Mellon, 1,500 jobs. I'm about to be done, folks. DirecTV, 10% of management staff. Verily, uh, part of Alphabet, 15% of the workers. Coinbase, 950 workers. Amazon, 18,000. Vimeo, 11% of the workers. And last but not least, Salesforce, 10% of its staff, 7,000 jobs. These are all the companies. So, and so, Pat, quick, quick question. What, like, Amazon's laying off all these people. I mean, people are still using Amazon like, like crazy. Every, like, no, what, where are these layoffs coming from? You know who's happy right now? Who? Guess who's happy right now? Who? Shareholders, because stocks went up. Oh, this wow. is one way of making money. Tom, why don't you take the lead from here? Okay, I'm going to make this very simple. Why are layoffs good? I'll make it in one very, very simple thing. You and your wife have had a house that you've had for 20 years. Your two children are now graduating college, and you're not sending checks to college, and those kids are no longer home eating. They're no longer on your car insurance. Guess what? You've got extra money each month for the first time in a long time. That is exactly, on a massive scale, what happens when 
companies lay this off, the market loves it because they say, you're, if you can keep your sales even flat to where you are right now, flat, even if you stop growing a little bit during a recession, it's flat, but your costs are coming down, so you're going to have more profit. It pops the stock price. It moves the market index. Right now, if you are just putting money into um, cash funds uh, with any any of the reputable, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, organizations. I'm not going to list them. So it sounds like we're favoring one or the other, but any of the reputable uh, brokerage firms that cater to consumers, you just put in a cash fund or in a market. If you look long-term like an S&P ETF, because over the course of time, the S&P has always beat the market on a, on a index basis, but the market loves these layoffs and they love what's going on. And I'll tell you how much they look. If you're going to decide what to wear when you get up in the morning, you look at the temperature, you look at the weather report, right? Rob, can you pull up the VIX and show this to America? You see here, where's the VIX right now? 1753. The VIX is a temperature gauge that the market uses of volatility. Over 20, and it's stormy outside, and you will go and you'll you could correlate the VIX being up almost at 35 to banking issues, SVB bank and stuff. Right now, we've had a spike and all the layoff announcements you see there in March, Pat. The VIX has dropped down to 1750, so solidly under 20. The market temperature says, hey, it's not too volatile out here. It's actually a good time to, to invest. That's what the market thinks. And if I could add one more thing, IPOs have been kind of quiet, but IPOs may be coming back. This week, SeatGeek just announced, actually this week, actually it was yesterday. I caught this yesterday as well as um, one of my favorite writers over at uh, – one of my daily newsletters caught this at the same time, is SeatGeek just filed an S1, which is basically a letter they send the SEC, say, we're going public. And they went out at, you know, at a billion-dollar valuation. And so in the market, the market is going to feel and look different than the consumer news. It's not out of sync. What's happening now is the layoffs are helping companies' stock prices, and even in the recession – and the market is very open to investment, and you're going to see IPOs this year. Well, Pat, when they, I'm sorry, I'm not thinking y'all, but when they lay off all those, uh, I mean, it's good for the market. You're saying, but what about all the all the employees that are still working there? They just have to work harder, correct? Like those people, if Amazon's laying off all these people, that means somebody has to pick up that slack, well, right? We, Same we a, job has to be done. Well, I think we had a couple stories that were on this, like about uh, people that were that were uh, investing in themselves, 25% more training mm -hmm. that they were availing themselves to. So why are somebody back in the office saying, you know, I'm going to definitely yeah. spend 25% more time on uh, training? Why? <laughs> they want to be valuable and they don't want to be the next guy on that long list that Pat just read. Gotcha. I think, I think this, uh, you know, the classic case of supply and demand over COVID, who had all the leverage? A lot of people would say that the employees had the leverage, right? I'm yeah. not coming into the office. I'm working via Zoom. I'm working from anywhere. Um, now, at this point, employers have the leverage. You know, you're, I know you're in favor of typically cutting the bottom 10% of a workforce anyway. Things changed so dramatically during COVID. So let me just kind of let me just kind of give you a, a better metaphor. Two years ago, we all remember that it was hot girl summer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's hot girl summer. All right, girl, do your thing. Yeah. Last year, our boy Chet Hanks was on and was white boy summer. Yeah. Okay, this summer, it is tighten the F up, don't get fired summer. Yeah. Remember your because man on the street? layoffs are coming. Tighten up. Yeah. Remember your I'm sorry, I just interrupted you, Adam. I'm sorry about that. 
remember your man on the street interview with the girl that had come down for spring break oh, with yeah. her stimulus check? Oh, yeah. I, oh, said, yeah. I, said, <laughs> I said, oh, did you get a stimulus check? Said, this uh -huh. is in South Beach. She said, how much did you get? Uh, 1400 Hell no, I got 5600 I go, oh, sh shit. She's like, I got dependents. I go, how much did you spend on this trip to South Beach? 5600 I said, oh, unbelievable. Let me say this, though, about oh, the, the question you asked and the point Tom was making. Yeah. Uh, people working in the office spend 25% more time on career development. This is a Bloomberg story. Gotcha. According to data from WFH Research, uh, which is working from home, people working in the office spend 25% more time on career development activities than those working remotely, including mentoring, formal training, and professional development. You can't do that at the house. Yeah. The figures support the argument for hybrid work schedules as younger workers and particular benefits from an in-person mentorship on on-the-job training. Research has shown that working in the same building has an outsized effect on workers' training and that face-to-face -face interactions with managers can be advantageous for career development. Employees who have more face-to-face -face interactions with their managers are promoted to a higher rate, and this could explain a third of the gender gap in promotions at the large financial firm studies. Now, the last sentence there was a little bit of a politically correct statement they added in there, yeah. but that should kind of tell you that. If you're mm -hmm. in there, you're being challenged, you're being pushed, you're being seen, you're being held accountable, you're being driven, you're being asked, hey, how come you're not doing this? Have you thought about things? You may want to read this. Did you see this article? You're hearing other people having conversations with each other. That's helping you grow. You're sitting home. Who are you listening to? Yeah. You're listening to your you know, little dog right there barking <laughs> at you. Hey, can you walk me for five minutes and come back? All these other distractions. So in a season like this, as crazy the economy is, this is the season to recreate yourself. Most The, the people at the top recreate themselves very regularly. And, and so the speed between three different people, let me kind of explain this part so this will make sense to you. This has been my experience having studied, you know, coming up as a competitor, as a regular guy that was a 21-year-old Army guy. I'm like, who am I? I watched all my peers, and I asked myself, who's changing most often? So you got three people. You meet Johnny. A year from now, two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, he's the same person. All right, okay, no problem. Guess what? Life's going to be the same. If it's hard, it's going to be harder because you're getting older, so your market value is also going lower, right? Okay, the middle one is maybe recreate themselves once a year, okay, or once every other year. Typically, they recreate themselves because of a crisis. They're forced to recreate themselves. They're forced to change. They got fired, you know, heartbreak. Something happens, so they're forced. I better change or else this... But these guys typically, after they recreate themselves and they see immediate results, they go back to their shitty habits, and then boom, they're forced again. So every two to five years, they're forced to recreate themselves. The third group, dude, every three to six months, you don't see them, you don't recognize them. They're talking about a whole different thing. Their mind's in a whole different thing. They're working, developing on this, working on this, this project, that project, this project. So you're like, man, I can't catch up to this guy anymore. It's because they recreate themselves more often. The best compliment you can get today from somebody you haven't seen for the longest time is, man, I don't recognize you. What happened to you? Mm -hmm. You've changed. If everybody recognizes you all the time and you're the same, you ain't recreating yourself. This is a season where many will be forced to recreate, but those who choose to recreate and keep recreating yearly, if not even faster than that, future looks very bright for you. Those who sit around blaming, upset at the economy, frustrated to you know around the things that they have zero control over i just hate to say it to you 2023 is going to be hard 2024 is going to be harder 2025 is going to be harder and harder and life's going to get harder and harder and harder and harder and harder if you don't recreate yourself i just in the last um 
30 days. How many grandmothers have died in the building here? In the past 30 days? Three. What? In this, in this building here. How many buildings, do, how many people do we have here? We don't have thousands. No, we have 65, 65, 64, whatever the number is, yeah. right? Okay. So as you age, first goes grandma, grandpa, mm-hmm. then goes aunt, uncle, then goes parents, then goes peers, then goes siblings, then goes you. And you age, you're, you're more surgeries. My dad's at the hospital again today. You have more things you got to get checked out. You got to go do a lot of different things. Life gets harder as you age. The worst thing you can do is knowing those seasons are coming is by adding even more (laughs) hard things to it by not improving and being proactive. This is the worst season to be reactive only. The people that are suffering consequences today are those that have stayed in reactive mode for the last 10, 20 years. All you've been doing is reacting to the economy, reacting to a war, reacting to inflation, reacting to gas prices, reacting to the economy, reacting to 129, reacting to Trump, reacting to Biden. And a few people around are sitting there saying, man, how, when are you going to stop just reacting and being proactive? When are you going to stop being freaking just reacting? And you're wondering why life is getting harder. Mm-hmm. Dude, my dad, craziest thing, Sunday we're talking. And he's having a conversation. I don't know who he's talking to. I think he's talking to, um, there was two people there he's talking to. And At your house? My house. He says, uh, uh, I was 21 years old when I got out of the army. He says, okay, shuluch lush, azach, atananuch, azach, put your shoes on, we're going somewhere. Where are we going? I'll tell you, let's go. So we go to the forest lawn. I said, why are we at the forest lawn? He says, we're buying these six plots. I said, Dad, what are you talking about? You're 60 years old. He says, we're buying these six plots. And he bought it for like $1,600 a plot at Forest Lawn. By the way, they're each $15,000. Ridiculous. Today. Yeah, that's what Michael, Michael Jackson's yeah. buried up there. So, so he buys them. He says, why? He says, we're going to be ready. When the day comes, you don't need to buy my plot. I bought my plot already for you, and you can be right next to me. And da 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 See, the, the man is all about anticipation, proactive preparation. These boring principles makes people's lives around you better. I love traveling with Tom. You know why? Say shit hits the fan on a flight that we're going. So one time it happened with Hawaii. Tom has already got seven plans. He already knows what Delta's got, what this guy's got with that. You have no idea how safe I feel traveling with this guy, okay? Because Tom is the epitome of being proactive and prepared, right? Mm -hmm. Being around people that are reactive Stress level goes up. Anxiety goes up. You're so worried. You have no idea what's going to happen. Dude, people that give you peace around you, they're prepared, proactive people. Mm-hmm. So today, listen, if you're listening to this and you're kind of stressing out because you're more on the reactive side, well, then change. Let's roll. No more reactive. By the way, this doesn't mean proactive people are not reactive. Proactive people are automatically reactive. Mm-hmm. But reactive people are not automatically proactive. Be proactive and reactive instead of just reactive, and life's going to be fine for you for many, many years to come. So the, the reactive folks are about to pay a price. Hopefully they'll change. The proactive people, trust me, are going to be fine. I love that, that was awesome. That was fantastic. And, 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 and talking about the point of the grave, and since you already know, where, you know this train is going to end at one point, what do you have to lose? Go for it. Do it. Don't, don't be lazy. I, my, my mentality has changed recently because of that, that same fact. We know we're all going to die. What are you waiting for? Do it. You, you bought your plot, is what you're I saying? I bought a plot <laughs> for fifteen thousand dollars. You know what's really interesting. But you know what? Yeah, but not because I'm lethargy. Always remember lethargy. That. Lethargy. lethargy. <laughs>
Lethargy. Lethargy. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, on BizTalk Podcast on Monday, there was a guy that asked me, he says, hey, um, should I sell my house and use that to start my business? Should I go rent with a friend? And I sat there thinking about that, and the answer I gave to him is, if you're thinking about doing that, you know, and 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 setting the dollars aside, he was he was making a very informed choice about being prepared. That if he wanted to step out and start a company and the things that he thought that he knew a lot about the industry and stuff, he was willing to sell his house right now with what he can with the peak. There's a little bit of peak. He's probably gonna make more than it was worth in 2019, 18, and then and then do it. And there's other people that talk to me and says, hey, you know, I've got about $5,000 and I can put about 7,500 credit card. That's 10.5. And I'm thinking of starting a company doing this and this. I always tell those people, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Because there's so much risk in starting a company. Don't do that. You, you, you got to go in and be prepared. And I had this guy go, well, then I'm going to save the money, but my lease is coming up and I'm living by myself. I have a buddy. I think I'm going to share a smaller townhouse with him because it's going to lower my monthly, and I'll just start saving because I think I could stay ready for this. I've added it up. I could save about 20 grand over two years, and maybe I'll start the business with that. And I'm like, bingo. Smart. You know, or maybe don't start the business, and he's got 20000 saved. Now he's got the discipline of saving. So the preparation... That, that we're talking about, you can be preparing now. You can look around at your expenses right now, and you can make decisions right now about about preparation. You know, there's a city that you can be a millionaire and be broke. Guess what that city is? What? New York City. Let's go, right? baby. Let me tell you. New, New York, York ranked wealthiest city on the planet with 340,000 millionaires. <laughs> All complaining. Has the highest concentration of resident millionaires at 340. Tokyo, San Francisco. Bay Area followed in second and third place, respectively. London dropped to fourth place on the list with 258, and followed by Singapore to 240,000. The report focused on people with net worths of million dollars or more. The ultra wealthy uh, lost uh, 10 trillion dollars um, or 10 percent from their net worth of 2022, driven by global economic uncertainty, the energy crisis, and the war in Ukraine. New York is also the home of the most senti millionaires, 100 million plus, while San Francisco Bay Area is home to the most billionaires globally. China's Hangzhou, uh, Hangzhou uh, uh, topped the list of the fastest-growing cities when it comes to resident millionaires over the past decade with millionaire growth of 105%. So hmm. if in New York City, Rob, if you can pull it up, uh, let's pick a city. Okay, let's pick a city. Go to Realtor.com, okay? Go to Realtor.com, and let's do uh, New York City. Just type in New York City, okay? Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, New York City. And go up and property. Are you on rent or you're on buy? Click on rent all the way at the top. Go on rent. Yeah. So New York City, search that. Let's see what rent is like in New York City. All right. Zoom in right there. Let's see what that looks like. It's three to okay. 7,000. 3,600 for a 427 square foot place. <laughs> a studio. By the way, this is 427. This is nuts. This is like 427 square feet. So this in New York is $3,700. The second one, you're paying $4,800 for a 494-square-foot uh, space. Okay, keep going lower. Let's just see what this is. 63rd Street is right up with Central Park. Central okay. Park starts at 59th. Dude. So let's look at the cheap one right there. That one is what, 2600 $2, What city is that You have to live in the in? kitchen, though. You see that? You have to live in the kitchen. Yeah, keep going down. Keep going down with rent to see what it looks like. 5000 3000 starters, $3,895 for 375-foot 
uh, square foot place. Forty two. See that building to the left that looks like a, a uh, uh, that looks like a lot of different things. But <laughs> that's a, a factory in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. built three hundred and fifty two square foot place, guys. This is 352 square feet. It, Let me say this one more time. This room is 352 square feet. So you're in the studio. You, you live in take, one room. This could oh be 400 God. square feet. You would uh. pay $4,200 for this in New York City. No so way. you have to be a millionaire in New York City to barely gotcha. make it. Make your studio if you, apartment. If you're not, you got to live like a, a, an hour out, 30 minutes out. And that's including the traffic. Or, or so. Pat, have roommates in that little room. Like, hey, guys, you all four put people. You got that corner, you got this corner, this corner. Here <laughs> yeah. we go. I know people that literally oh, do that. Or you build a, a fake wall. Wall. It's a thousand bucks In between yeah. two bedrooms. I've seen it all. Oh, Pretty my wild God. With your I love New York City. I already have roommates. So right visit. Yeah. I'm, listen, I'm from Yonkers, New York. I'm not, I'm happy in Florida. Well, I'm about to period. go to New But listen, here's what I like. You know what I love about New York? There's something about the Yankees, right? Yeah. There's something about... You know, when I think about baseball cards, I think about New York Yankees, Mickey Mantle. I think about Steinbrenner. That's an owner. To me, when I think about owners, I think two names, him and Jerry Buss. Those are the guys that just, just set the tone with what they did, right? Uh, the city, the fight, the dog fight, the culture, that whole thing, yeah, you would look forward to going. I'm about to go to New York in a couple of weeks, by the way. You know, the top restaurant there, 11 Madison, right? The, the guy, Unreasonable Hospitality, that is there. They're doing 18 million a year, one restaurant, okay? Wow. Turn it into the number one restaurant in the world, three Michelin star. There's so many things you can sell about this place. Here's the crazy part. You realize if New York City got a governor <clears throat> that ran for eight years and he cleaned house with taxes, he cleaned the streets and made it safer, he made it great for startups to go there. He actually invested into police and encouraged the mayors to invest in police. And he cleaned the place up. You realize, good luck, everybody else. Yeah, That's how great of a place that place is. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, nobody is saying anything about the people of New York, the fight of New York, the DNA of New York. Anytime I got a sales guy recruited in L.A., in Texas, anywhere – that was from New York, I preferred it because you can challenge him, you can push him, you can kick his ass. He didn't give a shit. Matter of fact, he did better the more you mm -hmm. did that with him. Yeah. There's a certain energy about people from New York. They negotiate in a more straight-up way. They're just kind of like, hey, here's how we do this. No problem. It saves a lot of time versus, well, let me tell you. Nada. Yeah, yeah. It's a very easy way to do business, but unfortunately, you know, what they're doing right now, it's not its not slowing down. And FYI, this whole concept of Florida that they're saying, well, you know, uh, people are uh, not going to be moving to Florida anymore. Page 13, New York exodus to pro-business Florida is a hot trend that won't simmer down anytime soon. Okay, this is a Fox business story. Thousands of Americans have moved from New York to Florida during the pandemic to escape high taxes and crime rates. The trend has continued with 10,000 New Yorkers already leaving the state in the first quarter of 2023. This year, folks, wow. not last year. Okay, and this wow. is written by Jenna, an associate at Sotheby's International Realty. Florida's chief financial officer, Jimmy Patronis, said that 900 new residents move to the state every day from the states such as New York, Jersey, and Illinois. 900 a day. That's 27000 a month. Florida is proving attractive to home buyers because of its lower taxes and pro-business environment. Democrat-led states, including California, Illinois, New York, saw the biggest decline in population while being home to some of the highest tax burdens in the U.S. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, the secret's out. Uh, I, I've been experiencing this for two decades now about New Yorkers coming down for New Year's, coming down for vacation, coming down to have a great weekend here. And I would always ask them, I'm like, what would it take for you to move to Florida? They're like, ah, oh, no, Florida's like, you know, vacation, come in the winter, this ain't for me. I don't know. It's a, And now we're starting to see, they're like, no, no, I'm here. I'm here for yeah. good now. Yeah. Secret's out, whether that's because of COVID and all the lockdowns because of that, because of the low taxes, business friendly, DeSantis, Mayor Suarez down in Miami, he's been a major element of this. And here's what I always tell New Yorkers, kind of like what Pat was saying about their grit, their grind, their hustle, their stick to itness. It's like if you keep that attitude that you, that, led you to have success in New York in freaking Miami where they're running a Cuban time <laughs> oh and they just like, God. everything's going like, you're going to run circles yeah. around the people here. And they're doing it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, you'll own the city. I mean, you, you, listen, the DNA doesn't leave you. Mm -hmm. The DNA of a fighter that goes to any place. Like I remember one time I came to Florida and I was uh, speaking at this uh, Deerfield office and they said, well, Patrick, you know, can all the, half the salespeople showed up to the meeting late. I said, guys, what the hell was this all about? And they said, oh, Patrick, we're on Florida time. I said, I don't give a shit what time you're on, okay? <laughs> if you ain't on time, close the door and get out. No, no, that's not how it's ran in Florida. If I'm running this meeting, get out. Mm -hmm. So like, are you serious? I said, yes. I said, come here with me. Open up the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, not the blinds. The glass? The, uh, the drape, whatever the drapes is on yeah, the window. Drapes, yeah. And I opened it up. I said, look outside the window. I said, how many buildings do you see out there? I said, count them. They're like, you seriously want us to count? I said, you get the point. How many buildings do you see out there? Hundreds. Okay. Who built those buildings? Did somebody build those buildings that came in late at 11 o'clock? How, how much work did it take to build those? I said, so don't give me the shit about there's Florida time. No. Those buildings were built by killers, and somebody paid millions of dollars to buy those buildings. Killers are in every city. It's just you guys are not the killers right now, and you're lazy, and you're tired, and you're buying this excuse. You take a killer from L.A., to New York, to Iowa, to Boise, to Wyoming, even to Chaz, Washington, outside of Portland, that no longer <laughs> exists, Chaz. they're going to whoop some ass and lead. Leaders lead everywhere they go. So the New York DNA, Florida, saying, come on down here. Wasn't DeSantis giving $5,000 bonuses for cops to come down here? Yeah. Yep. It was and a bonus coming. he was giving them out, right? Yeah, and they were coming, Good too. for you, of yeah. course. And this is not going to slow down, by the way. Tom, any thoughts on this? I, I think... If you well, don't have got, any thoughts, we can I got go like, to the next story. Like, I got like five thoughts on it. And the, and the first is, I, I think what you're seeing in here, I mean, good grief, unemployment, 2.5%. You know, in the 25 or 2.6%, pick a city in Florida, major ones, Jacksonville, Orlando. Jacksonville is actually the biggest city in Florida, by the way, not Miami. Uh, it's the port city, Orlando. right? Port it's town. the port yeah. city. They had a Super Bowl there. They got an NFL team there. There's a lot going on up there. And you take a look. We got 2.5 unemployment. And you put a playing field in place you put a canvas in place like you know the leaders in florida and there's a lot of credits given to desantis well deserved but you know what there's also what mayor suarez is doing when leaders put a canvas in, in place that attracts people they come and paint beautiful pictures and that's what you're seeing here people are coming down here and you know what i like it that you know why florida is going to be safer because I like a few New York cops down here. I want New York cops to be on the police force down here. I want them to be happy, and then I want their attitude. I want their their focus. I don't want them to be laid back. I love what's happening here. We had a guy this that is just why come. I came here.